Hey, uh, welcome to episode show number 64 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Jaguars uh, hosting the Kansas City Chiefs today. Kickoff 1 o'clock p.m. on Sunday, September the 17th. Hey, did you know the Chiefs are a three-point favorite? The over-under for the game is 51. A lot of people, well, an expert I know, and we're going to give our prediction too in a moment, but um, an expert I know likes the Jaguars to win the game. How about that? Uh, Weather at kickoff uh, for the uh, Sunday afternoon, September the 17th kickoff around 1 o'clock. 40% chance of rain, partly sunny skies. Going to look for high temperatures in the mid to upper 80s to near 90. So it will be a hot day, but again, that 40% chance of rain in our forecast. Light winds uh, about southwest at about 5 to 8 miles per hour uh, this afternoon during the Jags game. As they host the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chiefs a three-point favorite. Okay, Tilshire Report Podcast. We got another segment coming at you. That was kind of our opening segment. We're brought to you by Saucer Realty and Capital. Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs in uh, North Florida, whether it's home residential business or commercial real estate. Remember, uh, Saucer Realty. You see Larry Saucer for your real estate needs. And he does, you know, a great job on land appraising as well. Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs in North Florida, whether it's Jacksonville, Gainesville, Live Oak Lake City, or somewhere in between, or even a little bit uh, south of the line, a little bit south of the North Florida line for Saucer Realty and Capital. You'll find their link on our website at bigjreport.com. Scroll the homepage. You'll find the link for Saucer Realty and Capital uh, on our homepage uh, right there in the 24-7 North Florida uh, weather information. LakeEvolvedHits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. They now have Midnight Rock. Midnight Rock during the week. Uh, one, it's uh, midnight central, 1 o'clock a.m. Eastern for... LakeEvolvedHits.com and Midnight Rock. They do operate 24-7. They've got recognizable and identifiable hits during the daytime. Monday through Friday from morning till afternoon. Hits 2000s Monday through Friday evening. And again, Midnight Rock around midnight central time, 1 o'clock a.m. Eastern time. About an hour later, you know, here in the east. And they have rock Saturdays too. LakeEvolvedHits.com. Great internet radio where it's absolutely all good okay on on picking games sometimes you you can get on a roll i got in um i got in a pool you know i'm in a pool you know some kind of pool usually one pool maybe once a week you know, uh, you know, once a week I'm getting the pool. I've got my sheet near me here, and I had a good. I, there was only like uh, the pool I was in only had like four college games in it. I think, or was it five? I guess it was four college games. I had Boston College. I took Boston College because Florida State was a twenty-six point favorite. Florida State won the game. I thought Florida State would win the game, but 
not by 26 points because I just saw Florida State playing. They got a really good coach in Coach Mike Norvell, but I saw him a little flat this week after, you know, a huge win over, you know, obviously over LSU. Um, and then Florida State had a, a big trouncing of, who was it they beat the second week? They beat Southern Mississippi, I believe, week two, and blasted them, scored over 60 points in that game. So I was expecting a little bit, not so much a letdown, but maybe you can work in the word letdown, but just being a little bit flat, not playing your best football after really Florida State played really good for two straight weeks. Um, That kind of was the indicator that, you know, Boston College, I think, is going to give them some fits, and they did. Florida State did win the game 31-29. to Will Florida State hang on to that number three in the nation rating? I don't know. That's a, you know, that's a very, very good question. Um, as we as we talk a little bit of college football, we are talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars as well. The Jacksonville Jaguars is going to be hosting the Chiefs. You know, we talk Jacksonville Jaguars predominantly, also other area sports, North Florida Entertainment here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. The Florida State game interest, interested me, but even more so the Florida-Tennessee game, being a Gator fan, and was a big interest to me too. So I watched the mass majority of the Florida game over Tennessee. It's probably the best. It's the best I've seen the Florida Gator defense play in, I think, almost three years. I think the way Florida won that game, I think that's the way Billy Napier wants to win games. He wants to win games by you know scores like he did. Not real high scoring, but... Florida won the game, Florida 29, Tennessee 16. Tennessee got their final points real late in the game. So the score may be not, you know, indicative of actually how well Florida played and won the game, but that's that's the kind of game Coach Napier wants to win. Now, Coach Napier's, I was saying a few days ago, he's probably two years behind Coach Mike Norvell at FSU because, you know, Norvell's been there longer, two years longer than, and Napier. Now I'm going to say maybe it's one to two years instead of two years. Florida looked really good against Tennessee. I think the Gators still have a shot at winning those eight games that I had predicted them to win. Um, our, you know, our certainly our correspondent and supporter John Gaylor has been saying he ran a lot of indicators on the Gators season. However, that's done through computers, uh, you know, through, uh, uh, you know, opponents you're playing. I, he kept coming up with seven wins for Florida. I think maybe the four-letter network did something like that too. But I kept seeing eight wins. Now, the win over Tennessee is going to give them a chance to possibly go eight and four. Also, one of my predictions was that Florida finishes second in the SEC East. This would do it because I think Tennessee's still going to win a lot of football games. Um, and we'll talk more college football, but let's kind of get back and – and by the way, Florida won that game 29-16. Alabama beat South Florida. Alabama's still having quarterback issues. They're not sure who to play at quarterback. Their offense a little stale so far. Alabama 17, the South Florida Bulls 3, a final. Georgia got behind South Carolina 14-3. They came from behind and won the football game. And I thought they would. I really did. In the football pool, you know, Mad Max, I hate to say it, but I I picked South Carolina in the football pool. And the reason why I did was, was heck, the point spread was 27 and a half points. Georgia favored by 27 and a half. 
I'm going to say Georgia is kind of the same story as Florida State. Georgia played really well in their, I guess, first couple of games. And and now they run into an SEC opponent. And maybe Georgia, I'm not saying Georgia's letting down, but maybe they were just a little bit flat early in the game. Things just didn't start right. And I kind of anticipated that. I never in my wildest dreams would think that Georgia would lose to South Carolina. And they didn't lose the game. They came back and won the game. But South Carolina got off to a, a good 14-3 to start at halftime. Was that the score at halftime? 14-3. to Can you believe it? That's right. The um, Georgia Bulldogs were absolutely trailing in that game 14-3. to And now the Bulldogs had a great second half. And, I, you know, one thing I cannot believe, I'm looking at the score of this football game. Let me uh, look at the score of this game real quick because I know we got to get back to talking about the Jaguars. I love talking about the Jaguars. They play uh, at home against Kansas City. Kansas City's a three-point favorite. I like the Jags to win the game. So does one of my main sources. And the main source that I look at, sometimes they'll, you know, on a moment's notice, they'll change. They, they, you know, they may like a team to win two or three days earlier, and then they might see something, you know, in the, in the cosmic crystal ball or however the football gods align, and then they make a change. Um, at the last minute here, one of my sources likes the Jags to win the game. The point spread has been somewhere between two and a half and three and a half points, I think, most of the week. Right now, getting close to kickoff, the Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs, are a three-point favorite. And I was trying to figure out, you know, a lot of people like the under on the game, which is 51. The over-under is 51. I'm going to pick the Jags to win. The the point spread, the the, the over-under to be slightly under the 51. I'm going to say the Jaguars in kind of an oddball kind of score. The Jaguars win the game by two points over the Chiefs at home. I'm going to take the Jaguars 26, the Kansas City Chiefs 24. Kels, the tight end, is supposed to play. He's questionable, I understand. If we get another update, we'll let you know. But he's questionable. That means, you know, Travis Kels, he's going to play. How well he plays coming off the um, hyper-extended, uh, the hyper-extended knee injury, we'll have to see. Will the Jags put Tyson Campbell on him? How will they play him defensively? I remember in a playoff game, the Jaguars in the AFC Championship game back in January of 2018, the Jaguars, man, Barry Church knocked, I think he knocked Gronk out of the game when Barry Church was playing defensive back for the Jags, you know, about five years ago. The Georgia Bulldogs came from behind to win that game. Not only did they come from behind to win the game, their defense threw a shutout on South Carolina. Um Georgia won the game, the Georgia Bulldogs 24, the South Carolina Gamecocks 14, South Carolina now 1-2, and two, the Georgia Bulldogs 3-0. and oh. We will talk more college football absolutely coming up on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We gave you our prediction, the Jaguars 26, Kansas City Chiefs 24. You're listening to episode show number 64 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Okay, I'm going to tell you, we're going to have a lot of fun on this podcast. 
we, we've always had a lot of fun on this podcast, but we're going to have even more fun on this podcast as time goes on. This is episode show number 64. I'm still looking for the Jaguars guy that wears number 64. I put a message out to Taylor, hoping he'll get back to me, or I'll check the roster myself, see who's wearing number 64. But this is a big game for the Jaguars. Who has a good game today? What's it going to take? I, I think the running game. We can get the running game going. Now, we got some good news that the right guard who got hurt, in the I guess he, Sheriff got hurt somewhere um, halfway through the game. And we didn't know he was going to play in this particular game after his, uh, his injury. Uh, he had um, – uh, last week in the season opener as the Jaguars beat Indianapolis 31-21. to We picked the Jags to win the game by 10 points. Our score was slightly different, but not much. I got the Chiefs um, and the Jags in a close one, nail-biter. I've got Jacksonville winning 26-24 uh, today on Sunday, September 17th, as we record this podcast in the morning. I still got to work on my fantasy football teams as well. Um Exciting college football games. We'll run down kind of the scoreboard on on those again. We'll check North Florida Entertainment. We also want to talk about the Mad Max Mix, madmaxmix.weebly.com. The Wednesday night, the absolute Wednesday night. Um, I mean, thing to do. That's right, the Wednesday night special. The You know, like um, – they used to have the midnight special with Wolfman Jack. What night was that back in the 70s? Was it Friday night, I think, late at night? Well, the absolute thing to do is Wednesday night now. The Mad Max Mix.weebly.com. The Internet Radio Wednesday Night Musical Quest Show with Mad Max, 6 to 8 Central Time, 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock Eastern Time at Mad Max Mix.weebly.com. You'll find links to the show on our website at bigjreport.com in our Neighbors 2 section and the Outside the Box section. D.D. McDermott putting those trips together um, for the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Give D.D. a call. Man, you'll be glad you did. Uh, D.D. loves to talk sports. He knows a lot about sports. He, you know, he was a uh, professional baseball player, played major uh, college baseball as well. He was a utility player in the professional ranks. But uh, please call, contact D.D. McDermott about upcoming trips to the Pro Football Hall of Fame and whatever type of trips they're putting together for elegant time travel and dark diamond entertainment. I'll give you D.D.'s phone number real quick. Let's uh, give you D.D.'s phone number. And, man, there's absolutely a lot of stuff going on with D.D. McDermott and all of our sponsors, obviously. Um yeah, let me give you uh, Didi's phone number. He's right here in the 904, right here in Jacksonville in North Florida. You can uh, contact Didi McDermott. And, uh, yeah, let me give you uh, Didi McDermott's uh, phone number. His phone number to contact Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment as they're still working on those trips going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame up in Canton, Ohio. Um, you can call D.D. McDermott, phone number 904-442-3810, 904-442-3810, or you can email D.D. McDermott at Dawn, D-A-W-N, McDermott, M-C-D-E-R-M-O-T-T, 32218 at yahoo.com, or better yet, call D.D. McDermott at 904-442-3810, 904-442-3810.
Also, the XFLToday.net, if you want to go back and review the past 2023 XFL season, go to XFLToday.net. So a special thank you to all of our sponsors, the Mad Max Mix. Great, great internet radio show. Max plays your request at the madmaxmix.weebly.com. Lanky Falla Hits, LankyFallahits.com. Great internet radio where it's all good. And again, Mad Max shows a separate entity at madmaxmix.weebly.com. I want to thank uh, Larry Saucer at Saucerility and Capital, Dee Dee McDermott with Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment, and the folks at xfltoday.net for all sponsoring the podcast. A special thank you to our absolutely legitimate um, contributor and supporter of this podcast, John Gaylor. He helps us so much with, with info as well. So we do appreciate you know John's input, and he supports a podcast as well. Um, back to the Jaguars. I think the running game is going to be key. Apple turnovers have got to be kept to a minimum by the Jaguars, and the Jags might need to get an interception or a couple of fumbles somewhere in there to win this game. Again, the Kansas City Chiefs are a three-point favorite. I expect a good game from Trevor Lawrence, Tank Bigsby, and the Jaguars starting running back, uh, Travis Etienne. I'm expecting some good games out of Etienne and Bigsby. Glad to hear Brandon Sheriff at last report. It looks like he's going to be able to go at right guard, and that's key. The Jaguars' offensive line, they got to be playing well and playing on all cylinders, not only to protect Trevor, but to get this running game going because they got a lot of potential at running back with Travis Etienne and Tank Bigsby and even the other guys on the team too. Um, you know, you've got uh, – uh, Ernest is a third-string back. He's a former Cleveland Brown running back who's, who's run well during the preseason. Uh, Ernest had – what did he have? He had three – I think he had three touchdowns in the preseason. And obviously it's not preseason, but he's shown some of what he can do when he filled in for Nick Chubb with Cleveland. Um, in the last couple of years, he's um, – he had one good game. I think he got, like, close to 145 yards rushing for Cleveland. So you've got, you know, you got a back for the Jaguars that um, not only one back, not only one back, but you've got three backs on this team that are very helpful. Now, I know there's a, there's certainly, and we're talking about, what's his name? Dearness Johnson. I always have trouble with the guy's name, but Dearness Johnson has uh, played well. Dearness uh, Johnson D. Ernest Johnson Jr. is an American football running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's basically the third-string guy. He played college football at South Florida, and I didn't realize all that, but he played for South Florida, which would be who? The Bulls, right? South Florida Bulls. This guy's been in the league. I'm kind of highlighting him now. Man, he played for the Orlando Apollos for Steve Spurrier. Back in 2019, played for the Cleveland Browns from 2019 to 2022. So he's been a backup running back with Cleveland. He was a backup running back for Cleveland for, what, um, four years. Now he's with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was more or less a second or third tier free agent signing for the Jaguars, but I think a pretty good signing. He's 27 years old, just moving into his to the prime of his career. And, uh, hey, he won that, uh, that Alliance of American – Football ring. I think Coach Steve Spurrier bought 
you know, that league basically folded, but I think Steve Spurrier, I think he bought rings for all those guys. So let's congratulate. You know, I had, I had not heard the whole story about Dearness Johnson, but he played for the Orlando Apollos, won a title with the Alliance of American Football's Orlando Apollos in its inaugural 2019 season, which was their only season. In eight games with the Apollos, he rushed for 372 yards and added 22 receptions for 220 yards. And can you believe it? That was back in 2019. That was the last season Coach Steve Spurrier was a head coach at any level in football when he was coaching for the Alliance of American Football. So that's a little something we give you as a tidbit concerning Dearness Johnson, who is basically the third string back for the Jaguars. Uh, Jamichael Hasty's the fourth, uh, the fourth running back, and he was inactive last week. We don't, we haven't got the inactives yet. If we get those, we'll pass those along to you. But a lot of good football coming up. The Jags hosting the Kansas City Chiefs kickoff today on Sunday, September seventeenth, will be at one o'clock p.m. The Kansas City Chiefs, obviously at this juncture, they are a three-point favorite. I like the Jags to win it by two points. I got Jacksonville 26, the Kansas City Chiefs 24. That would be 50 points, and to get you on the underside of the over-under, which is 51. We're giving out picks like like candy today almost, right? Um, in the football pool I was in, I absolutely took LSU to win. They routed Mississippi State. I, I don't think Mississippi State's the same team now that they – now that they lost their coach, Mike Leach, who passed away at the end of last year, a few days after the Egg Bowl, everybody in college football is going to – most everybody's going to miss Coach Mike Leach, who passed away, sadly, you know, a few days after the regular season of SEC football last year in 2022. So in the football pool, I had taken Boston College because Florida State – Florida State, I knew. I thought they'd win the game. But 26 points was kind of high, I thought, on the line. LSU, a 10-point favorite over Mississippi State. I got to look that game up for everybody, too. LSU kind of routed them, to tell you the truth. And this brings me into a story of James Carvel, the old political activist. He was actually a guy that had worked for Bill Clinton at one time, I think. And I, I'm assuming he's retired now, but he sure has an opinion. And I'm I'm not necessarily um, big on his political opinions all the time, but I will tell you this. James Carville, he was on one of these documentary movies talking about the fact that he was an LSU fan. And one thing I really related to was his story about the Sunday paper. He said if his football team lost on Saturday night or Saturday, he could not get himself to read the Sunday paper when his team lost. And I can kind of identify with that when I was a kid. I mean, my Florida Gators losing. Man, that Sunday paper is not going to look as good. I actually bought a Sunday paper, and I'm going to look at it here in a little bit. Um, I still like to read the paper now and then. I – I probably much prefer the bigjreport.com, um, the, uh, basically the internet newspaper magazine for Jacksonville, bigjreport.com, so check that out. LSU, man, this was like taking candy from a baby. LSU was a, they were an absolute 10-point favorite. 
And LSU, I and mean, I took LSU. Man, I took, I had a clean sweep of four college games. Can you believe that? How about those apples? LSU beat Mississippi State. LSU, I know James Carville's happy. LSU Tigers 41, Mississippi State Bulldogs 14. James Carville can read the Sunday paper where he is, and I can read the Sunday paper where I'm at because, hey, Florida won. The Sunday paper is always much better when your team, your college football team wins. Uh, Florida Gators uh, beat Tennessee. We've been talking college football. We've been talking the Jaguars. Let me uh, let me jot down this score. I just pulled it up. LSU. I saw last night on one of the TV networks where LSU had won the game forty-one to fourteen. Can you believe it? Can you absolutely believe it? Um, yesterday's final on Saturday, September the sixteenth. You may listen to this podcast, um, you know, a few hours or even a few days later, but. LSU won the game 41 to 14 over Mississippi State. Mississippi State's 2 and 1. You know, they ran into a tough LSU team coached by what's the coach's name at LSU his second year Brian Kelly, right? The former Notre Dame coach. Uh LSU won the game the LSU Tigers 41, Mississippi State 14, and that has really got to be, that's a downer for the Mississippi State fans. That was a home game I believe at Mississippi State. So that was a man. That was a tough loss for the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Do you know what the Mississippi State Bulldogs were called before they were called the Bulldogs? They used to call them the Maroons because I guess they wore maroon jerseys. But then they kind of became the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Sometimes they call them the Maroons or mostly the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Um, man, how about that? LSU got solid contributions. From their freshman class and the win over Mississippi State, they won the game 41-14. to 14. And um, LSU visited Mississippi State to kick off SEC play for them, and they came away with a win. Probably the best game LSU's played because, you know, they lost to Florida State. Florida State really whipped LSU in the second half of their game. Florida State, that might have been their best half of football they play all year. I don't know. I like Mike Norville as a coach. Brian Kelly's proving he's a pretty good SEC coach now. In his second year, the LSU Tigers 41, Mississippi State Bulldogs 14, and that was a road game for LSU, and that makes it more of an impressive win. Florida 29, Tennessee 16, Alabama 17, the South Florida Bulls 3. Florida State hangs on, absolutely hung on. The FSU Seminoles 31. Boston College 29, Georgia battled back from a 14-3 deficit at halftime to South Carolina, and the Georgia Bulldogs, led by Jacksonville, Florida's own Carson Beck, had a second-half comeback, and Georgia remains undefeated and probably still the number one-ranked team in the nation. Georgia 24, South Carolina 14. My question is, will Florida State stay at number three with a two-point win over Boston College? That remains to be seen. We'll take a look at some of the polls uh, this week. We always, you know, have our opinion on it, as you know. Jacksonville Jaguars, absolutely a three-point underdog to the Kansas City Chiefs. You got to remember the Chiefs have got Patrick Mahomes playing quarterback. They got some pretty good receivers and probably the best guy, maybe the best player on their team, Travis Kelce, probably the number one or number two tight end in all of football in the National Football League. He's expected to be questionable for this game. 
questionable, that means he's going to play more than likely. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep our eyes open and keep listening to what's going on. But the last I heard, it looks like tight end Travis Kels will play in this football game today as the Jaguars host the Kansas City Chiefs kickoff on Sunday afternoon, September the 17th at 1 o'clock p.m. We got more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. Hey, stay tuned. We'll be right back. North Florida Entertainment coming up as well. Going to be a big crowd at the bank. I'm taking the Jaguars 26-24, so we're going to try to get this podcast out there to you for consumption before the game starts. That's our goal this time around with episode uh, show number 64 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Ran down some of the uh, college football scores. High school, we've got a lot of high school football scores um, in our Facebook group that are going to be up on the website today as well. Lakeside School in Eupaul, Alabama, one. Uh, Mad Max's uh, grandson plays for that team and plays well, and they got a good football team. Lakeside beat uh, Fullington Academy from Georgia. Lakeside School is in Eupaul, Alabama, but they beat Fullington Academy, and I'm familiar with Fullington Academy. I had heard of them when I was running the, the radio station, you know, up in western Georgia. But... Um, Lakeside had a big win. Lakeside won that game. Heck, I believe it was Max had sent me a sent me a text on that score. In fact, Lakeside, the Lakeside Chiefs from Uvala, Alabama, shut down and shut out Fullington Academy from Georgia. And let me pull up that text. We had put the score in our Facebook group, our BigJReport.com Facebook group. And let's see. Let's pull up the score. Max had, Max had texted me the score. So we'll give you the score here in just a moment, that high school score. On the next episode, we'll probably hit the high school scores even more. My Ed White Commanders did win. I think Ed White's got a pretty good team this year. The Commanders, the original Commanders. The Ed White Commanders. So um, let me... Uh, let me attempt to pull up uh, Mad Max. Mad Max had a text message for me. Let's see. We'll pull it up in a second. I believe it was 20. Was it 21 to nothing? Lakeside won the football game. We got it in our Facebook group. And uh, give me a moment here. We got the Jaguars winning by, by two points, by the way. Okay, here's the score Mad Max gave to me. The final score, Lakeside Chiefs from Uvall, Alabama, the Lakeside Chiefs 21, Fullington Academy, I believe they're known as Fullington Academy or Fullington, Lakeside 21, Fullington nothing. Uh, the final score, uh, we're also going to be um, mentioning, you know, Mad Max's grandson is a quarterback over at uh, Lakeside. Number three quarterback is Taylor Morrow, and that is Max's, Mad Max's uh, grandson. He's a six foot one, two hundred pound gunslinger, and um, you know, how about that? That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And uh, Lakeside won the game too. They beat Fullington. I've heard of Fullington before. I have heard of Fullington. And again, um, Lakeside defeated Fullington. Lakeside twenty one and Fullington nothing. So the Lakeside School, Lakeside School. 
uh, won their high school football game. We'll check some more high school football scores, I believe, on the next podcast and episode show number 65. We've been hitting some college football scores. And again, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars playing at home, hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. I saw some Chiefs fans starting to, believe it or not, I saw some Chiefs fans starting to come into Jacksonville on, I believe, Thursday. Nice guys. Uh, I think they missed Travis Kelsey in the first game where, you know, he didn't play against Detroit, and Detroit won that game by one point. You got to think Kansas City's kind of mad. I mean, they're 0-1. This is going to be a tough, tough game for the Jags. If they win this thing 26-24, to like I'm predicting, man, that would be a huge win for the Jaguars. And then all of a sudden, the Kansas City Chiefs, they would really be snake bit. A one-point loss to Detroit. Could it be a one-point loss to the Jacksonville? I mean, a two-point loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars, as I'm predicting? That would be, i tell you what, man, the Kansas City fans, they would be enraged because they're thinking, we lost two games by a grand total of three points. Can that? Could that possibly happen? Could that happen? These are the, uh, the guys that won Super Bowls, the Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to pull up the uh, North Florida Entertainment, some of the concerts coming up. Jaguars hosting Kansas City's home big rally. We gave you the weather a little bit earlier, about a 40% chance of rain, partly sunny skies out at the bank. High temperatures mid-80s at kickoff time. We'll see high temperatures around the mid to upper 80s to near 90 as the day wears on. Let's take a look at uh, some North Florida Entertainment, by the way. I'm going to have to update the uh, Jacksonville uh, Jumbo Shrimp for you as well. Uh, Let's take a look now at some concerts coming up real quickly here. Um, Some shows coming up. As as most of you know by now, I've been talking about the Florida Theater. Florida Theater is kind of being remodeled and revamped. They're still going to keep that iconic look. On the outside of the theater, on the inside, they're just going to be, I think, basically retooling the heating and air conditioning systems and, you know, doing some some fix-ups and uh, cleaning things up and making it look good for you on the inside. Florida Theater will reopen for shows, I believe, next month in October. Let's take a look at some shows coming up. Country singer Jason Aldean was in Jacksonville at the arena, at the Weissner Veterans Memorial Arena. Back on August 25th of 2023 at 7.30 p.m. Uh, Molly Hatchett played a show in Ponte Vedra at the Ponte Vedra Concert Hall back on Friday, September the 8th. Local North Florida jam band, and I'll have to get in touch with uh, with uh, Chris Parker uh, with Late Night Transfer. He also plays with really a, a good band called Cycle Kelly, North Florida local band. Local North Florida jam band, Late Night they played a late night show from 9 o'clock p.m. until about 1 o'clock a.m. Uh, last night on Saturday night, September the 16th, from 9 p.m. to 1 o'clock a.m. How about Alice Cooper? He always performs at the school's house in the summer. I was, I was at the school's house Alice Cooper, maybe his biggest hit. He had other hits too. Alice Cooper performing at the Theater on 
September the 4th, 2023 at 8 o'clock p.m. Pink Floyd tribute band Brent Floyd will be coming to the iconic Florida Theater on Saturday night, November the 18th, 2023 at 8 o'clock p.m. Also, A.J. Croce, the son of Jim Croce, will be playing a lot of his dad's songs and his own songs. Jim, I, I should say A.J. Croce, his dad, Jim Croce, sadly passed away around podcast scott you cannot pick up the microphone as much as sometimes i like to pick up the microphone and hold it i've got to leave it in one place because i think i think we have a little signal issue when i try to pick up the microphone every you know every now and then it's almost like a a singer's thing you want to pick up the microphone hold it and i do that from time to time uh jumbo shrimp keep losing they've not had a good year they had an eight game winning streak uh Back a month or two ago, month, month and a half, two months ago, eight-game winning streak was a highlight. Was a highlight of the Jumbo Shrimp season. They lost to Gwinnett on Saturday night, September the sixteenth. They've kind of ensured themselves of a um, below five hundred finish uh, this year in twenty twenty-three. Tough year. I'm going to tell you though, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp fans are the greatest. They love going out there supporting the team. They've had big, big crowds out there ever since the Jumbo Shrimp. You know, even the Suns, before they were the Jumbo Shrimp, and the Suns had big crowds. They play at 121 Financial Ballpark. What a great ballpark it is. Triple-A Stadium all the way. Uh, I saw some highlights of the Charlotte Knights playing up in Charlotte. That's a nice stadium in Charlotte also. But, man, you got a good stadium here in Jacksonville. However, the team's been lagging. The Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp now 68-74. and 74. The uh, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp lost to Gwinnett. The Gwinnett Stripers 5, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp 3. That game was played on Saturday night, September the 16th. And, again, that was a uh, home game 
uh, here in Jacksonville at the 121 Financial Ballpark. The Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp getting very in, very close to the conclusion of the 2023 AAA baseball season. The Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp now 68 and 74. Again, their latest game was a loss. The latest game we we have as we're recording this podcast. The latest game was Saturday, September the 16th. The Gwinnett Stripers 5, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp 3, the Jumbo Shrimp now 68 and 74, 68 wins, 74 losses on the 2023 AAA baseball season. Hey, quickly hitting those uh, college football scores again. We'll check a few of them. Florida 29, uh, Tennessee 16, LSU 41, Mississippi State 14, Alabama 17, South Florida 3. Alabama's still trying to find a quarterback. I think going into the season, they had about three guys that would have had a shot to make, you know, get the job. So Alabama trying to find their offense, but they only gave up three points to South Florida. Alabama, give Alabama credit. They lost, they did lose to Texas, but they scheduled Texas. It's like a conference game now because Texas will be in the SEC next year, along with Oklahoma in 2024. So Alabama, man, give them credit. Pretty good schedule. Even South Florida. I mean, there's teams other schools are playing that aren't as good as South Florida. And I'm not saying South Florida is great, but they're kind of a mid-major that, you know, presents problems for, you know, big-time college teams. Alabama had trouble putting them away, but they won the game. Alabama uh, still a good win for Alabama, 17, South Florida 3, the final score. Alabama Crimson Tide, 17, South Florida Bulls 3. Uh, Coach Billy Napier, big signature win. These are, I, the way I figured it out, this is the type of score. Napier wants to play relatively low-scoring games. I don't think Napier wants to get in, involved in these 40-point, 50-point games where you know, you're scoring 50, your opponent's scoring 40, or vice versa. I like, I and I have, because I saw a lot of the scores when Napier coached at Louisiana for the Raging Cajuns. This is how he wants to win the games. Florida 29, Tennessee 16, the final score. So the Gators' big 13-point win over the Volunteers. The balls were like a five-and-a-half-point favorite prior to kickoff. So Florida 29, Tennessee 16. LSU demolished Mississippi State 41-14. Alabama 17, South Florida 3. Uh, Florida State held on by by the skin of a nail. Florida State 31, Boston College 29. Georgia came from behind and beat South Carolina. I knew they would. Man, Man, I had no doubt. South Carolina leading 14 to 3. And I know we had posted something on Facebook that said upset alert. But the feeling I had was Georgia was going to come back and win that game. And they did. Of course, they didn't cover the points. Man, Georgia was like a Georgia was a 27, I believe, a 27 and a half point favorite when the pool was um, completed that I was <clears throat> involved in. Um, so I had to take South Carolina, but I never, I never thought Georgia would lose this game, and they certainly didn't. Georgia won the game twenty-four to fourteen over uh, South Carolina. My Jags pick, I got the Jags winning twenty-six twenty-four over Kansas City, over under slightly under at fifty at fifty total points. So I gave you a couple of predictions there, trying to get you on the right side of things, but 
remember, think before you act, right? And these are these are predictions uh, only for educational purposes, right? But LSU demolished Mississippi State 41-14, Florida 29, Tennessee 16, uh, Alabama 17, South Florida 3, the final score, FSU 31, Boston College 29, Georgia come from behind win 24-14 over South Carolina. Coach Beamer at South Carolina, he's doing a good job there. They were very competitive in that game, and uh, they were there to win. There's no doubt. And that was a road game at Athens. So, Big win for Georgia. Big come from behind win for Georgia, 24 to 14. So why don't I do this? I, I talked about we weren't going to do high school scores, but, you know, I can I can hit a few of the high school scores. Lakeside, as you know, the Lakeside Chiefs did win, did win their um, football game. And let me see if I can pull up some high school scores to give to you. I promise you I won't. I won't pull up. I won't pull up the microphone because I think sometimes I'm getting a little distortion when I try to hold the microphone. So we'll just leave it kind of planted. Florida Gator defense played with some momentum. Florida wins 29 to 16 over Tennessee in the swamp. That was a big win worth repeating, right? Let me see if I can pull up some. Oh, and you know, uh, the Teal Shirt Report podcast keeps growing. I want to say a special thank you to Jacksonville, Florida, Duval, North Florida, South Georgia, and surrounding areas, that pocket of South, Southeast Alabama that listens in, all of our international listeners, too. We are also listened to in as many as 39 states now. Thank you for listening to us and supporting our podcast. Sincerely, your host, Scott. And we again, we appreciate you guys tuning in. I want to thank John Benoit. Sent me some pictures of the Gator Walk that's on uh, my Facebook page. I do have some high school scores. Let's go ahead and hit these high school scores before we go. Um, got a lot of them. There's a lot of teams playing high school football in North Florida, South Georgia, that pocket of South, Southeast Alabama. And I do not have all the scores, but we're still working on them. Uh, on our Facebook group, we got some high school scores posted. Also on the website, we'll have some scores posted sometime today and get the latest scores up. But there's a lot of teams playing high school football now. We basically check scores for North Florida, South Georgia, that surrounding areas, that pocket of South, Southeast Alabama, a little bit in Central Florida too. Here's some of the scores. Here's a scoreboard, Jacksonville Mandarin, where Carson Beck played high school football, and he won a state championship there. The Georgia quarterback won a state championship at Mandarin High School in Jacksonville back in his junior year. That was, what, about four years ago four or five years ago at Mandarin, but Mandarin is winning now. Uh, Mandarin won Friday night uh, back on September 15th. It was Jacksonville, Mandarin 30, Atlantic Coast nothing, the final. Reball Trojans 36, Westside Wolverines nothing. See, I, I, I went ahead and said, hey, we'll give you some high school scores. Pax and Eagles, known, I think they're known also as PSFAS. John Gaylor said no to him. They're, all, they're always going to be known as Paxson. And I've been hearing people call them Paxson uh, more often lately, more often than not. Uh, even in, you know, the TV uh, news reports and, you know, out there when Paxson's referred to. Paxson Eagles 32, Stanton Blue Devils uh, 8, the final score on Friday night, September the 15th. Again, Paxson Eagles 32, Stanton Blue Devils 8, the final. Baldwin, Baldwin battled the Baker County Wildcats. 
Baker County from McClenny and the entire Baker County area. Baker County Wildcats 21, Baldwin 7. Uh, Fletcher hung on against Nice. Fletcher 27, Nice 21, a final. Uh, the Bowl School, where Chipper Jones played football and baseball, the Baseball Hall of Famer. Bowls Bulldogs, uh, they were in a battle with Trinity Christian Academy. This game literally went back and forth, particularly in the second half. And somehow, some way, Bowles was the team that scored last. And that's what it took. The Bowles Bulldogs 26 at Trinity Christian Academy, uh, Conquers 21. Again, Bowles 26. Trinity Christian Academy 21, the final. My Ed White Commanders, where I went to school, one beat the Terry Parker Braves. Ed White Commanders 30, Terry Parker Braves 16, the final. Oak Leaf 24, Fleming Island 14. That's where Jaguars' uh, Shaq Quarterman played his high school ball before going to the U and playing for Miami. Oak Leaf 24, Fleming Island 14, the final. Episcopal Eagles 26, West Nassau 6, a final. Riverside Generals, formerly known as Lee High School, 34, First Coast 28, the finals. So, yeah, Dad. Uh, Lee won, Dad. My dad used to always, my dad, God rest his soul, passed away in uh, September 2020. He used to always ask me, hey, Scott, did Lee win? How did Lee do? Well, Dad, they won. They're now known as the Riverside Generals, formerly known as Lee High School, 34, First Coast, 28. Um, St. Augustine, and you get you get the real stuff, the real feelings. You get the real effort. You get it right here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. St. Augustine, uh, 44, Menendez, 6, a final. Union County. And uh, that's a cool, you know, that's a that's a cool area of uh, not too far from McClenny, actually. Union County, 49, P.K. Young from Gainesville, uh, Gainesville area, 12. Union County, 49, P.K. Young, 12. P.K. Young is where Doug Dickey played high school ball at. The guy that became the Tennessee coach, the Tennessee athletic director, and he was the Florida Gator football coach throughout most of the 1970s. P.K. Young got beat. Union County, 49. P.K. Young, 12, a final. Palatka, the Palatka Varsity High School football team, 35. Bellevue, 8, a final. Clay High School Blue Devils, 35. The Gainesville Purple Hurricanes, 14. Pontevedra Sharks, 35. Middleburg, nothing, the final. Orange Park playing pretty good football right now. The Orange Park Raiders, 28. Melbourne, 13, a final. Uh, Madison County, 16. The Columbia County, well, this was a third quarter score. We never got the final score of Madison County and Columbia County Lake City. Let me see if we can find that score through the magic of updates. <laughs> but the game was, heck, the game was never over. So let's see if we could, let's see if we could find that score. We're going to update it on our website. Um, again, Paxson beat Stanton 32 to 8. Riverside, formerly known as Lee High School, 34, First Coast, 28, to give you that score again. Reball, 36, West Side, nothing. And we're looking for a score that, by the way, Spruce Creek beat Andrew Jackson, 21 to 6. Daytona Mainland, they got a, they got a good football team this year. I believe they, did they beat Bartram Trail a couple of weeks ago? They're, they're tough. 
Daytona Mainland 26, the Reigns Vikings nothing. Final score. Uh, Bishop Moore 31. This has got to be considered an upset. Bishop Moore 31. Bishop Kenny 21, a final score. Uh, Oak Leaf 24, Fleming Island 14, Fernandina Beach Pirates 42, Interlock and nothing from the Putnam County area. Providence School 32, NFEI 8. Pontevedra beat Middleburg 35 to nothing. Heck, what was the score? What was the partial I was looking for here? Uh, we're looking for Madison County, Columbia County. So let's see if we can find that one. Madison County and Columbia County. Okay, we'll roll through a few more of these high school scores. Hawthorne beats South Sumter 42-21. Brunswick 63, the Islands nothing. That's a new school. I've never heard of them before. Brunswick, Georgia, 63. The Islands, nothing. Um, we mentioned the Bowls, 26-21, victory over Trinity Christian Academy. Here's the final score. I'm going to go ahead and make note of this because we're going to update this in our Facebook group. And we'll be updating the high school scores on our website as well. But Madison County did dispose of Columbia County. And what's really surprising is Columbia County, they're winless. I think they're 0-3, according to some stuff John Gaylor was telling me. But I did tell John, I said, man, miraculously, as it usually works out, not every year, but it seems like Columbia County Lake City gets better and better as the season goes along. They weren't blown out of this game, but they were, you know, they were beaten, I guess you would say, firmly or soundly. Madison County 22 Columbia County Lake City 8. So the Columbia County Lake City Tigers lost to Madison County. And we'll update that in the Facebook group and also on the website. Madison County 22, Columbia County Lake City Tigers 8. Again, Madison County 22, Columbia County Lake City Tigers 8. The final score. So Madison County won that game. We'll hit some more scores. Um Let's see. Meanwhile, up and over in south, southeast Alabama, the Lakeside Chiefs from Eufaula, Alabama, 21. Fullington Academy in Georgia, zip, zero. Lakeside School, Lakeside School Chiefs from Eufaula, Alabama, 21. Fullington Academy in Georgia, nothing. There were some other scores in Georgia. Camden County Wildcats, 51. Somerset Academy, Canyons, Boynton Beach, Florida, seven. So that was a battle between a Georgia school and a Florida high school, Camden County, Georgia Wildcats, 51, Somerset Academy, Canyons, 7. They're from Boynton Beach, Florida. Again, Brunswick, Georgia, you know, shut down the islands, shut them out. That was, a big, that was also a partial score we had. So we're going to go back and find that one again. We got to update that one as well. We, we kind of do updates as we're doing the podcast too. Um, Camden County defeated Somerset Academy. Camden County 51. Um, Camden County won their game 51 to 7 over Somerset Academy. And let's see the Islands, Brunswick. Brunswick rung up 63 points, beating that. I think it's a newer school. I'd never heard of them before. The Islands, nothing. So Brunswick, Georgia 63. The Islands, nothing. We told you the Lakeside School Chiefs won their game, right? Lakeside School Chiefs absolutely won their game. And, you know, while we're at it, let's pop into uh, some other scores in 
you know, Alabama and Georgia. We kind of check a lot of these out. While we have time, you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode, let's see, episode show number 64 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Let's bring up some other scores that we got in the area going back to uh, Friday night, uh, September the 15th. Let's see what we got here as time allows. Uh, Shaw beat Columbus. Shaw 28, Columbus 15. Mad Max knows a lot about those schools in Columbus. Shaw 28, Columbus 15. Southwest 40, Jordan nothing the final. See, I pronounced the name right. I know up there they call it Jordan, not Jordan. Southwest 40, Jordan High School nothing up in the uh, Columbus, Georgia surrounding areas. Southern Prep Academy 45, Stewart County Royal Knights 14. Sly County, man, there seems like they're tough almost every year. Jim McFather used to be the head coach of Sly County. Kind of left left them good there. Uh, Sly County, 42, Central, 14. Uh, pretty good game. Brookwood, 23, Carver, 22. Some other scores. Sumter County, 23, Northside, 7. Uh, Taylor County, 34. You know, that's really where the, uh, where the darn – um, hurricane and tropical storm. The hur- it was a hurricane at the time. The last hurricane really hit up into Taylor County. Glad to see they're back playing football at Taylor County. Taylor County, 34. Chattahoochee, 14, the final score. Let's see some other scores. That that may have been a Georgia-Taylor County, too. I'm not sure. Let me pull up a little uh, box score on that. Um. Let's see. That's actually Taylor County's actually from Butler, Georgia. That's not the Florida school. Okay. So uh, Chattahoochee County and Casita, Georgia, um, played Taylor County. Taylor County uh, won the game. I'll pull the scores, you know, back up that we have. Taylor County won that game, obviously. Um, and again, that was Taylor County, Georgia, not Taylor County, Florida. Taylor County, thirty-four. Chattahoochee County, fourteen. Um, some other scores, Lakeside School, 21, Fullington Academy, nothing, uh, Harris County, 40, Hardaway, 13, Pacelli, 22, Stratford Academy, three, uh, Calvary Christian, 35, Lanier Christian Academy, 21. So these are some of the scores that we got. Eufaula, the Eufaula, Alabama Public School Tigers, Eufaula, Alabama High School, 45, Greenville, 13, the final score. Enterprise 54, Smith Station 7. And those are some of the scores. Uh, Lafayette 30, Barber County nothing. Lochapoca 46, Central nothing. And that's a lot of scores from, you know, not only South Southeast Alabama, that pocket of South Southeast Alabama, but also Georgia and Florida as well. So we wanted to give you some, some high school football scores today. On the Teal Shirt Report podcast, those were games played on Friday night, predominantly Friday night, September the 15th. And thank you for listening. Okay, so, you you know, you ask a simple question, sometimes you get a simple answer, right? So I'm, I'm looking up the info on number uh, 64, and 
really going back and to the annals of players that have played for the Jacksonville Jaguars, nobody really stood out at 64. There was a few guys that wore 64, but I love this as of today, September the 17th of 2023, the current player on the Jacksonville Jaguars roster who wears jersey number 64 is Coy Cronk. He is an offensive tackle who was signed to a reserve future contract by the Jacksonville Jaguars back on February the 13th of 2023. So he's still basically on the team, but you know he's not on the 53. He's signed to a reserve futures contract by the Jacksonville Jaguars. He signed earlier in the year, and this is as of uh, today, September the 17th, 2023. Number 64 is Coy Cronk. I'm not going to go into all the details of uh, Coy Cronk, but he's an offensive tackle who has and was signed to a reserve future contract by the Jaguars back on February the 13th of 2023. So that's it on uh, number uh, 64, number 64, if you will, worth repeating, right? Okay, so I had some technical issues. Every, you know, we run into internet issues. Sometimes your host to pick up the microphone, get a little bit too overly excited, you know, with what we're talking about. We love talking about the Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment, in other area sports, I think we gave you most of the high school football scores, but not all of them. I'm going to tell you throughout North Florida, South Georgia, that pocket of South, Southeast Alabama, and even Central Florida, there's a lot of teams, a lot of schools that play high school football. We will be updating the scores on our website later today. You know, I've got, I think we've still got last week's scores up, but we'll get this week's scores up on the website by sometime today or tonight. So check back to the website. Keep checking back to the website because we got a lot of things, you know, the website's always gradually evolving. So check us out at bigjreport.com, our main website. The Teal Shirt Report podcast also, when you scroll the homepage, you'll find the link where you can click on the Teal Shirt Report podcast, the madmaxmix.weebly.com, lakeupalahits.com, great, absolutely great internet radio. So check us out. Go to bigjreport.com. Kind of your, you know, kind of your, I guess you'd say your one-stop shop, kind of a, you know, I used to always say it was kind of like a internet cafe. You just go up there and find a lot of stuff you want, kind of a smorgasbord of uh, things to find, like the madmaxmix.weebly.com, lakeyfallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. And you'll find this podcast on the website at uh, bigjreport.com. Since I think we had a little bit of muffling of the microphone, I'm going to go back real quickly. And uh, we're going to talk about the the concerts uh, that, you know, I think I was going back listening to some of the podcasts. And I think some of the concerts were muffled slightly. So I'll give you a real quickly a, a rundown. There's a nice about Bonnaroo that took place last summer. JC was there. Our Actually, our freelance, our featured freelance writer on the website in the Neighbors 2 section. You know, there's photos in the Neighbors 1, Neighbors 2 section from the Bonnaroo show that was held up in, I believe it's Manchester, Tennessee, where Bonnaroo was held. JC loves going. He's gone to the last two. In 2022 and 2023, there's pictures from both shows. 
or I should say both festivals, because it's a lot of bands that go to Bonnaroo. Let's take a look at some concerts uh, throughout North Florida and surrounding areas now. Okay, we'll go back and we'll just pull up things that are really going on now. Local North Florida uh, jam band, Late Night Transfer, played at the Boussoir at 51 Robert Street, Atlantic Beach, Florida. The show was last night, 9 p.m. to 1 o'clock a.m. And they played late Saturday night, September 16th, 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. Local North Florida jam band Late Night Transfer played at the Boost War in Atlantic Beach at 51 Robert Street. That show was last night, this past Saturday night, uh, back on September the 16th. Now, some shows that are coming up that you can still see. Um, Alice Cooper from School's Out for the Summer. You remember that song years and years ago? I was a kid then. Um, Alice Cooper performing at the St. Augustine Amphitheater on October the 4th, 2023 at 8 o'clock p.m. Pink Floyd. Now, that's a tongue twister, just saying Pink Floyd sometimes. Pink Floyd tribute band, Brett Floyd. Brett Floyd, that's right. Uh, There's two or three Pink Floyd tribute bands out there. Pink Floyd tribute band, Brett Floyd. I mean, the iconic Florida theater. Remember the Florida theater? October. Uh, Pink Floyd tribute band Brett Floyd will be at the Florida Theater. Again, that's uh, Pink Floyd tribute band uh, Brett Floyd coming to the iconic Florida Theater on Saturday night, November the 18th, at 8 o'clock p.m. The son of the late Jim Croce. Jim Croce passed away in his 30s back around 1973. I think he was all of it, but in his 30s, 31, 32, when he passed. Passed away in a plane crash back around 1973. He was at passed away doing great songs. Uh, Jim Croce. And now his son kind of carrying on his dad's tradition, um, the tradition of music. Uh, my favorite Jim Croce song is um, I Got a Name. And actually, I hear recently, is it true what I saw on the internet? I think did Miley Cyrus do a remake of I Got a Name? I I haven't heard that yet, but I, I saw that a couple of days ago. But I Got a Name by Jim Croce. I love the AJ Croce version that Jim Croce's son has done. Uh, this particular song, I Got a Name, reminds me of my dad often to hear the song. It's kind of funny how music can do these things for you. So check him out. E.J. Croce, E.J. Croce, the son of the late Jim Croce, E.J. Croce on Saturday evening, November the 25th of 2023, 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater in downtown Jacksonville. Kansas from dust in the wind fame coming to uh, North Florida in just a few months. Kansas playing the Florida Theater on Friday night, January the 24th, 2024, 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater right here in downtown. Down Jacksonville, Florida, on Foresight Street. Gladys Knight, I got this info from from Howard Cogswell. He was in the, you know, he was in radio a long time in Jacksonville. He went by the name of uh, Al Jackson, I believe. Howard Cogswell uh, gave me this show, Gladys Knight performing. And by the way, Howard Cogswell is one of our moderators. 
BigJReport.com Facebook group. Does a really, really good job. And post a lot of great music articles and, and other articles too. But I really enjoy our Facebook group, the BigJReport.com Facebook group. Check it out. Sometimes it's a public group. Anybody can go in there. Uh, Gladys Knight performing on February the 13th of 2024 at 8 o'clock p.m. Where else but at the Florida Theater? In Jacksonville, Florida, in downtown Jacksonville on Forsyth Street. Again, that's Gladys Knight performing on February the 13th of 2024 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater in downtown Jacksonville, Florida. So I wanted to give you those shows again. Sadly, the Jumbo Shrimp got beat on Saturday night, September 16th, on my mom's birthday. Mom only wanted pizza for her birthday. I got her a pizza in the last couple of years, but apparently what happened this time my brother took her out It looks like the pizza may come a day. Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp gets beat. When that strikers five, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp three. That's a, it was a home game at the 121 Financial Ballpark here in Jacksonville, Florida. Great for a play park, uh, by the way. It was uh, the Gwinnett Strikers 5, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp 3, final score on Saturday night, September 16th. Jumbo Shrimp have really had a disappointing season, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp now 68 and 74. Looks like with that loss, it would be really tough for them to get back into the 500 mark. The season now getting towards the very tail end, pun intended, for the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp getting to the tail. The, uh, the shrimp of the season, toward the end of the season, in other words. That's going to do it for the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're eloquently produced by our executive producer, JC, our producer, Alex Memory. I, I do want to thank, uh, I do want to really thank our contributor, correspondent, and supporter of the podcast, John Taylor. Thank you for everything, John. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for helping us with tidbits and info. And hey, until next time, episode show number 65. This has been episode show number 64. Go Jags. Duval. Duval. And I am picking the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now remember, drum roll, please. I did actually give it out earlier in the show, though. I got the Jaguars 26, Clemson 24. I'm the same guy. Victor Jags to beat the Colts by 10 points in game one. Let's see what happens today. Taking the Jags 26, Chiefs 24 for my prediction of the final score of the game played at Everglade Stadium on Sunday afternoon, September the 17th, kickoff at 1 o'clock. Thank you guys for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast from the Teal Shirt Report podcast network and bigjreport.com. You guys have a great day. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Scott. And hey, I'm out. Have a great one.